This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Batman Returns. The soup is cold. It's vicious, sir. <laughs> it's supposed to be cold. Oh. Alfred's awfully mouthy in this movie compared to the first one. <laughs> He's got some lip, some yeah. sass on him. Yeah. This movie came out in 1992, directed by Tim Burton, based on the characters by Bob Kane and others that we've learned so far since then. A story by Daniel Waters. Hillfinger. Uh, Sam Ham. Well, what a name. Um, (laughs) Julia Gulia. (laughs) Starring Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, and others. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, Michael Gow, Guff. I have no idea how to say his name. Gough. <laughs> it's Scottish. Gough. No, it's probably Gow. Yeah. Uh, Alex, this was your movie. What's your history with it? Um, my history is uh, back when we saw the first Batman. My family and I loved it and everything. And then we heard, oh, Batman 2. They're going to make a Batman 2. This is awesome. And then, you know, we saw the trailers getting all hyped. Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito, an all-star cast that we loved. And we went to see it, and it was great at the time. <laughs> okay. Um, Scott, you go next. What's your history? Uh, yeah, remember seeing this in the theaters? Uh, that, that hype was there as a kid after the first one, which I also saw in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect, I don't know that either of these movies are for kids. <laughs> like yeah, it's in today's not, climate, like for us, yeah. I guess it was fine. Um, but uh, at any rate, yeah, saw this in the theater. Um, seen it a few times since over the years. Although it's been quite a while, uh, I did not remember a lot of the the things that I wanted to talk about. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have plenty to speak on here. All right, and just like with you guys, you know, Batman craze, was Batman fever was all out there. I saw the first one, saw this one. Um, yes, this was talk of the history. There was, you know, Happy Meals tied with this movie, which is weird. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess one of the reasons why Tim Burton ended up leaving because that was they're trying to put that in front of the movies, and that's why he kind of left for the other the rest of the movies. But, but yeah, um, I will say I did not like this when it came out, and it only got worse as it aged for me. I remember <laughs> distinctly not liking this. Um, and I've only watched it like three or four times now because I just I never enjoyed it. So so I remember liking most of the stuff with the penguin, and then I did not remember anything else about this movie other than like some of the kind of like I, I wouldn't call it legendary, but some of the cool off the camera stuff that like Michelle Pfeiffer was doing for this movie. Uh, but uh, anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this movie is pretty much the one that started, or at least popularized, the two-villain trope in superhero movies. And uh, it 
doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work it. in this movie because uh, I think each one of these characters should uh, well they can go together but they didn't yeah Burton and the writers did not balance it out correctly uh, yeah, each one used the term writers very loosely in this movie but um, yeah, I know I I, I, do, I I don't know Alex that this would be the first one I mean if you look at Superman 2 he's still going up against Luther although in a lesser extent and Zod yeah, that one's mostly Zod because Luther's more like a lackey to Zod and the other. Right, but it's um, still it's still a second, right? still yeah. second villain. You know? yeah, yeah, see, yeah, but I, I think this is more product of summer blockbuster. You have to up the stakes, kind of stuff like that. I can mm-hmm. see where it's like this is one of the ones that made it so that we got so many shitty sequels in the future. Uh, I know, and each each sequel had one or more villains just tacked on. For for Batman, uh, I'm trying to think. I want to yeah. say they've all, when they've had more than one villain, have been terrible. Yep. I mean, you can say Dark Knight, you get Two Face, but he doesn't happen until the very end. And honestly, when Harvey Dent changes the, that's like the worst part of the Dark Knight for me. I think it was so rushed that the Harvey Dent character was so good and they made his turn mean something, and then all of a sudden, what is I talk now? I'm dead. Like it was, yeah. Um. So I don't think they've ever gotten the two villains right. And then before this, I mean, there, there's like three comic book movies before this, so like Batman and the Superman movies. Like I don't know, right? I mean, yeah. it wasn't much. So because it could be. I mean, it, it, it kind of kind of makes sense the... though for for Batman because he's he has such the colorful rose yeah. gallery. It's it's difficult. Like Joker can have his own movie, but like when you really start to pare down. Like the villains singularly, it becomes a lot tougher. Like you couldn't have like the Catwoman be the main villain because she's more of a not not an antihero, but yeah, I would she's say not, she's not a super villain. Like like she you know, plays like, both sides. Yeah, but 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 again though, like having her just be the soul, yeah, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Like she's, now having her star in her own movie <laughs> also would work. That, that might work. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. And this on top of that is too bad. It has Max Shrek as the mm-hmm. main bad guy, actually. And it, he's oh, arguably God. like, other than the whole. <laughs> Who was that, Arnold? <laughs> he's arguably yeah, like yeah, the yeah, villain so, in this so movie. It's, uh, powering down some, some Diet Pepsi. Um, Squall some steroids. <laughs> yeah, some of those steroids. Uh, you are arguably the, the most evil person in this movie just because he's not insane. <laughs> he knows what he's doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. anyway. But yeah, you're right, Jeff. Like, he gets as much airtime as the other two, really. So, yeah, it's three villains. Yeah. Too many. Uh- and as I'll mention in my up later, Jesus, on one of my, sorry, people, I'm fighting a cold, so I'm on drugs. Um, so I mean, loopy. They all get more screen time than Batman. Yeah. Batman's not even in he this takes movie. Back. Yeah, I know. To, yeah. to be fair, really, Batman and, and Michael Keaton take a backseat to Jack Nicholson and the Joker in the first one as well. Sure, but not as much. And I mean, they, I, 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 I does not yeah. care about Batman. I don't, I don't know, like, like, like screen time, but I mean just like the the focus in the movie. But yeah, but but definitely, yeah. He's he almost feels ancillary to everything that's going on in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number seven. All right. Uh, so I 
I don't remember feeling this way for the first Tim Burton Batman, but everything in this movie just felt like really, really cheap. Like yep. the the costumes, the sets, um, like yeah, all of it just felt like super rushed and low budget, and and I, I don't know what the the kind of reasoning is behind all that. Like I I, I do like that this movie is actually well lit as opposed to the first movie, <laughs> for better or worse. Um, yeah. You actually see stuff going on, but. Yeah, just all the set pieces are are just awful. Um, I, I well, the the penguins layers is good. That's the, that's the one that I liked. But like the mansion in this one sucks. The bat cave sucks. Um, the Christmas tree lighting, like the tree is like twenty feet tall. Like <laughs> it's like nothing um, in this, this city full of the giant like gothic architecture. Um, when, when Penguin goes to that grave site, uh, you know, again, high def isn't doing a lot of favors here, but you actually yeah. see DeVito bump into one of the headstones and it like wavers back and forth because it's clearly styrofoam. Like it just, <laughs> and that kind of stuff is just littered throughout the movie with, with a couple of, of, of cool looking like, gadgets that show up. Um, you know, when, when Batman is at, at the end, when, you know, that money shot, when he's paragliding down, from the window into the the penguin layer, and he just clearly oh, hooked yeah. up from the back, like <laughs> like instead of holding on, like it didn't didn't make sense. Like they just took like the, the the quick and cheap route for for so many things here. Uh, one one question for you, Alex, unless you want to talk about this later. Mm-hmm. The 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 Batmobile armor was that stop yes. motion or CG? No, that was CG. Okay, okay. That's I thought, the, yeah, I that's thought the, it was CG, but I'm like, oh, this is 1993 or two. 92. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Okay. I thought it was stop motion, just like in the first movie. No, in this one, it was CG. I thought it was CG. I thought it was stop motion, and then they did the close up on the wheels, and I was like, that looks CG. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big telltale sign on that. Uh, but uh, anyways, that that didn't look great. <laughs> they should have stuck to the, the stop motion again. Uh, yeah, stop motion looked a lot better. But yeah, just a lot of it, like the if any Batman's even more stiff here. You see a lot of headbutts because he just can't move his head. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. his go-to move is the headbutt. Um which I don't know, maybe that's super effective, but like it was clear that he could not move around in that suit. Um Yeah, they, they used it felt like they used the same streets, two streets in the entire movie. I just like changed the angles up a little bit whenever they're they're had to do something in the streets. It's just you, you feel like for something that that was supposed to make a gajillion dollars, they would have spent a little more money on. I don't know, maybe it all went to the marketing, uh, but yeah, just probably uh, again. It just it, it felt it just felt very cheap. Uh, go on about it, but there you go. Right, I disagree with almost everything you said, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you call cheap, I call charming. I guess is what I quaint. Um, all right, but uh, on to my number seven, and I guess we already talked about it. Is where is Batman in this Batman movie? Like I was expecting Jeff Goldblum to tap on the camera at one point and go, "Excuse me, eventually <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have Batman in your Batman movie." He's not in it. It's terrible. And when he is in it, he's just yeah, he's fighting very stiff. Like that part, I do agree with you, Scott. But that's the same in the first. Yeah, movie. yeah, there's something different there. Yeah, um, or he's in the Batmobile, or he's. 
Laura was making him crack up. Like he's when he's Bruce Wayne, he's always puckering his lips, doing weird shit in yeah. the Batcave. Um, but yeah, I don't. know. I want more Batman. I want more uh, Arkham Knight, greatest detective in this, and he doesn't really do anything in this movie. So yeah, he's not put together the recipe for Brand X. He's got magic, magic, the, like, smiley. He's got mm. magical radio technology though. Yeah, I and mean, I guess he figures out right away about. Penguin's past and what he's looking for. He does that, but you don't know why. He just, I'm feeling. <laughs> and I yeah. want to say. He reads a couple newspapers on the microfiche. <laughs> There's a scene when, when Batman is driving his Batmobile down the quaint streets of Gotham and the penguins in the library or whatever, and he's writing down all the, the firstborn names or whatever. He looks like, okay, my Harry Potter knowledge is not too great. But he looks like um, Warwick Davis's character, the banker. <laughs> uh, he has the big nose uh, and the pointy yeah, ears, and he, the way he was like, I don't, was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, I forgot the yeah. name of the guy. Yeah, I don't know. Say Dobby, but it's not Dobby. It's What's something that? else. Anyway, yeah. Gobby, Gobby, but it's not that. It's <laughs> yeah, whatever. People know what I'm talking about. The it's banker. Willow. All right, uh, Alex, number six. My number six is. I mean, at the time when I saw this movie, I didn't know anything about the Penguin or Catwoman. But now <laughs> that, you know, uh, I'm a bigger, more educated nerd, I guess. Seeing their new backstories, just like, uh, doesn't feel right. It definitely took a, took a literal bent to both of them. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, yeah, Catwoman's just weird orgy makeout session with the cats that bring her back to life. It's like, what was all of... The, what, what? So, watching, the, watching watching this time, I'm not sure that she actually died. Yeah, she died. Yeah. That was her, one of her nine lives. Well, she says that, no but... Idea. And then, Cobblepot being, <laughs> being thrown away by Paul Rubens by Pee Wee Herman. And... Uh, yeah, instead of being like this high-class, sophisticated mobster, it's like, eh, I'm glad they kept the umbrellas. See, I don't know the real origin story of Cobblepot. <laughs> what I know is from the show Gotham. Great show. Look it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, it wasn't that. He was kind of bottom of the barrel and just kind of worked his way up the, the mob scene. So... I don't know. It, it, kind of that. I mean, he did inherit his parents' money, but then he used that to fund like a criminal empire and become a mob boss. Yeah. Essentially. All right. Uh, uh, Alex, please, uh, Scott, number six. Okay. Uh, number six. This, this made me laugh. I don't know if they're going for the laugh here, um, at least at the end of it, but the, uh, <laughs> the super elaborate. Uh, Batman sliding into the cave where he's got to reach into the fish tank <laughs> and flick the, yeah. the button in the front. I'm like, hey, that's cool. And he goes inside the Iron Maiden. That's really cool. They have the camera shot inside the Maiden and then he slides down and he's there. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. They get the elaborate whatever to get into the, the Batcave. Before all that happens, uh, Alfred tells him, I'll take the stairs. Pretty much as soon as he's out of the slide, like Alfred's in the Batcave. Like, like, there's no reason for that slide yeah. other than it's just like fun. Like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super funny. Yeah, and if that was if that was supposed to be the takeaway, that's awesome. If if it was just like bad editing that Alfred's in, this, in there as soon as he lands, then then that's different. Either way, it's funny. So that's my number six. Agreed. I like that gag. I did LOL. All right. Um, my number six is Batman's easy to tear away mask. <laughs> what the fuck, man? In theory, bulletproof, by the way. <laughs> but you can, yeah, and you can just rip it off easily. And your eye makeup goes away as soon as you take mm-hmm. it off, too. Uh, I forgot how easy that mask ripped. I thought like he got he got blown up and he like was a big accident. And nope, he just rips it off to show Catwoman that's him. Uh, question for you guys: Catwoman yes. shows up at the end there when you know right before he rips his mask off, and her outfit is destroyed. Was that from when she got dropped through the greenhouse, or was she like a part of all those explosions and we just don't see it? I feel like we were missing a scene there with her. Maybe. I didn't notice. Yeah. I thought it was just from the greenhouse. Okay. Yeah, I was unsure on that. Like, I felt like there needed to be another scene, like, showing her getting there somehow or something. But anyway. Okay. All right. Alex, number five. My number five is Batman just straight up kills a guy. Kills a few people. This wasn't like dropping bobs at the Ajax factory and everything, which, you know, he kills multiple people. But in this one, he stra- literally straps a bomb to a dude, tosses him into the sewer, and then he explodes. It's the villain from uh, Over the Top. Oh, really? Oh, that's why it looks so familiar. The bull, bull Hurley. It's technically not the villain, but the main like guy. Right, the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Well, Robert Loggia would be the villain, I guess, but he would be the... <laughs> Uh, Robert Loja <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. He, and then he smiles about it. Yeah, like, yeah, so you got a bomb. Now you guy. die. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what what Batman was thinking when he's going to set off all those rockets randomly. Like I don't think how I didn't see how that was going to end well for anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. It's like yeah, this this Batman is not fucking around. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hmm. All right, Scott, number five. Number five. This, this I thought was actually pretty clever, um, and it did make me laugh. Is the right before like the final, like act, the the fat clown henchman. Uh, by the way, Tim Burton definitely has a clown fetish. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he he says like, don't you think murdering babies is going a little too far? Like to paraphrase. <laughs> And DeVito's like basically like, yeah. And then he shoots him and then <laughs> dumps him in the water. Like, yeah. I like the idea of like the henchman like hench be like, uh, should we be doing this? Like it's just a weird like audience surrogate like throwaway to like, should we still feel sorry about the penguin? Does he actually know what he's doing here? And then they, yeah, they kill him. So yeah, I thought it was funny. It was like a Bob Gunn callback or something from the first one. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Um, my number five is the Catwoman origin story. As bad as the Penguin one is, because at least that one, okay, he's just a freak. He was mm-hmm. born deformed and somehow he ends up in the zoo. And okay, I guess the penguins are taking care of him, whatever. I guess that is stupid <laughs> as could be. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even, like I said, we guys talk, I don't even know what Catwoman's origin story is. She gets thrown out of a window. 
And cats lick her and bite her, and no, she's a cat? Kind yeah, of? she comes back to life. She needs milk. <laughs> and she, and, yeah, it's, and she could jump far, and uh, I, she could use a whip. A whip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. She can do backflips mm-hmm. for days. Hell here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about like unnecessarily going down the Batcave or doing 20 backflips yeah, to, to go 20 paces. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then she works. Yeah. Yeah, straight fingers. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, Alex, number four. My number four is Penguin controlling the Batmobile. Yes. And this is this is one of the ones that was really funny. It was very charming. Uh, <laughs> I love how Penguin's rushing to get back into his trailer after his speech. <laughs> and he has like one of those supermarket coin-up little rides, and that's what he's using as a big controller for the Batmobile. Oh, that was great. And then Batman like having to tear out like a bunch of the electronics trying to find the thing until the computer magically finds it for him. It's oh, like, yeah, oh. He punches through the bottom of his cold car. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To do that, by the way. Yeah, yeah well, it's Batman. I mean, maybe the basis for the Batmobile is a Carmen Gia, and then that'd be real easy. Mm, that's true. <laughs> if anything, he's lucky, like, didn't, didn't, didn't just, like, <laughs> punch all the way through, like, drag his fist on the ground. That happened there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, he gets the device, regains control just in time to stop for a little old lady. And he has the wherewithal to record <laughs> the penguin to sing all this stuff with a CD. Whoa. The CD player had the, the bat sing symbol on it, by the way. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure, I'm sure you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Saw it. On, the, play, on yeah. the playback. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an honorable mention <laughs> for that <laughs> because that's fucking ridiculous. Anyways. But yeah, penguin controlling the Batmobile. I thought it was really funny. That's still <laughs> a good scene. Stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> was. All right, Scott number four. Number four is also the Batmobile. Like I have kids, I didn't know what to call it. I think Alex had had a better description with the with the grocery store coin up, but uh, yeah, just that it was like a mini Batmobile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I really like that idea because um, none of it made sense. So you might as well like <laughs> have him be able to do that and uh, and just Devito mm-hmm. like pretending. Too like, do you know, it was like going full on? Um, uh, like, if you guys remember this, uh, we did crawl, and they everybody was in front of like the the not even a green screen, but in front of the screen on the fake horses, and Liam Neeson was selling the hell out of it, like he was actually riding a horse. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyway, I mean, yeah, everything you said, Alex. Fire horses. Yeah, that was. Uh, it was a funny scene. Yeah. Oops, I was on mute. Um, okay. <laughs> we um, thought the NyQuil got you. No, I actually put on mute to put some nasal spray up there. All Ooh. right. Uh, my number four is Max is the worst. His wig was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. He's just Christopher Walken's being Christopher Walken here. Just mm-hmm. I did not. Enjoy him. I don't know why you need him. You have two villains, and you got to add this guy that, in here. That that mm-hmm. part of it, I I agree with Jeff, but I I found Christopher Walken to be delightful here. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, Max Shrek is terrible. Um, Alex, number three. 
My, my number three is I love the penguins. <laughs> oh, the penguins. <laughs> so I'm walking around with a rocket strapped to the back. I completely forgot about that part. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, what a And then that. the yeah. penguin, the penguin funeral at the end. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so sad. I love you, penguins. That's so sad. Yeah, I know. Oh. Poor penguin. <laughs> Scott, number three. Three is Christopher Walken. (laughs) Yes, the wig is terrible. Um, Yeah, it is. Along with so many other like bad things in this movie, but uh, but just yeah, you could tell there were points when Walken was just doing his own thing. It was probably most scenes. Um, I did think it was weird, interesting. how he was willing, like the one thing he was willing to do was to protect his son. Maybe that was more just because, like he mentioned, this is his legacy. But that was like the one thing he like seemed to care about, and his son seemed to care about him. So like they, they had this weird functional relationship, and the whole thing, like with the penguin, was like not having parents. A Batman obviously doesn't have parents. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I did I did laugh out loud uh, the. When they they're at the Shrek's Christmas party or whatever at the department store, and uh, Watkins talking to uh, to Bruce, and he says some stuff to Bruce, and Bruce says so much of like goody two shoes sh- goody two shoes stuff, and Christopher Watkins just goes yawn and walks off. <laughs> uh, it's classic walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a weird performance. Like, in his own way, he's chewing on scenery. Like, I liked how he's, like, unflappable to almost everything that's going on around him. Uh, kind of balanced out how ridiculous uh, Pfeiffer and DeVito were. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, was that my number three? That was my three. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so my three... Um, his penguin is gross and awful. <laughs> he is just disgusting. And how this movie was with kids in mind, I have no idea. Just, yeah, it just makes the sounds are disgusting. He's he's grosser than Frank in this. Which is saying a lot. <laughs> Even sharks like need water. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm about to dive in. Would you, would you like an egg in these troubling times? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just I remember I hated him the most when I watched this the first time, and I might still. Like, I don't know. Max Shrek kind of bugs me just because he's a nobody. Um, but yeah, he's just Danny DeVito. You can do better than this, buddy. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is we didn't get enough of Bruce Wayne, but I like the scenes with Bruce and Alfred. They had some nice uh, banter going on, even more than the first movie. Yeah, there's. I, especially, I, I agree. Yeah, there was a lot more Alfred. That was good. Yeah, especially like when uh, yeah we talked about the scene where he has to go into the fish tank to open the Iron Maiden and everything, and Alfred's like, I mean, we can't just go to any mechanic to fix the Batmobile, and there's security concerns to think about. <laughs> Bruce, it's like, oh, security concerns. Oh, who let Vicky Bale in here again? Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, just come walk right into the Batcave. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I did like them, just like an old married couple. I I, I did yeah. laugh out loud when um, he says, oh, I wouldn't be caught dead at that party. 
And then Alfred rips up the invitation. And he goes, on the other <laughs> yeah, hand, and there's a close-up on Alfred giving him a dirty look. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. It's great. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is the, the Penguin March. <laughs> That's... That's so ridiculous. And then the whole thing is is narrated by the poodle lady doing like the Austin Powers <laughs> like countdown voice. Like she's supposed to be a robot or something, but it's just a woman oh, yeah. in a weird booth. And you never do see like whatever the hell it is she's looking at to track any of this stuff. Like everyone's on a little cut to like a weird radar thing, but they don't show where that is exactly. Um, yeah. D- definitely something they didn't post or whatever, but uh the, the the whole time like penguins reaching destination in 10 seconds like or whatever it was but yeah, just the, the the whole visual um then like you mentioned alex the 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 penguin funeral if if not for the viking funeral at the end or not the end but like in the like toward the end of stone cold this might have been like <laughs> one of the most ridiculous scenes that 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 we've seen in a while, but uh, uh, yeah, that's the way true. These, are, these would be great. These would have been great companion pieces. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, top ten few ridiculous funerals. But yeah, just all the penguin stuff. Like uh, uh, top five. Like yeah. I, I it was so ridiculous, but I loved it. Um, the penguin's death, just as an aside, is, is pretty brutal. Like, yeah. like he's he's got the weird blue blood like pouring out of his nose and his mouth and. Um, and then just the way he keels over, like definitely, I could see how they would want to do like Happy Meals for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. All right, um, my final, my number two. I have some good things to say. The music is good. It's pretty much just the same as the first one. I mean, maybe yeah. there's some new tracks, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. Um, that track is still awesome. Yep. So uh, yeah, still the music that, is still fairly that iconic. Elfman's got a future. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, Alex, number one. My number one is this movie's hamming it up like it's 1966. It doesn't quite work with Tim Burton's aesthetics in this movie. It worked a lot better in the first Batman. I think because it was, a, I mean, even though the Joker is all over the place, it was a bit more toned down I, with everybody else. Oh, I don't know about that. I think well, I think it, Nicholson pulls it off better than DeVito or Fiker yes. does. And that's nothing against them. It's just Nicholson just being a, you know, a lunatic. Yeah. Right. But with the Penguin going over the top and Max Shrek going over the top and Catwoman going way yeah, over the top. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, it was a bit much. But I still, you know, it still has its charms. So it's my number one. All right. Uh, Scott, number one. I don't wonder, or is Michelle Pfeiffer and DeVito or ludicrous in this movie? Um, <laughs> Yo, Luda. Yeah. The, the whole thing that you guys are talking about was like no Batman in this movie. Um, and this is a, a large reason why, because they just have so many scenes with the two of them just chewing on things. Um, sometimes yeah, literally, literally chewing on birds. Yeah, sometimes literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, like a lot of it points doesn't make any sense. Uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer just randomly giving herself the the cat bath. Like 
And then they would just cut away. <laughs> so it was like, she was... did she just sit there for like the next like 30 minutes and just do that? Like, it's so bizarre. Um, like, get DeVito uh, in character, but it just, yeah, like, like Jeff kind of did the imitation earlier, but just like snarling and everything uh, throughout this. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a couple of wild performances um, that, that were never reined in. And I... I don't know if the movie would have been any better if they had been. Um, maybe maybe a different script with more Batman um, and less of them might have been the way to go. But, um, you know, they mm-hmm. the first movie set up the whole thing with the star power, uh, which in this case is Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I don't know that DeVita was necessarily like <laughs> like A-list box office draw. Um, although I, I, I do like them like both a lot here. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's definitely like we said, very different takes on these two characters. Um, I don't know that I ever completely buy the the Catwoman, Batman slash Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne attraction here. Maybe it's all a little yeah. too rushed. Um, it is it is fun to see Batman, you know, with a little bit of banter as Bruce Wayne. Uh, but uh, yeah, just like a couple of over the top performances that that are you know we we we, we talked a lot about the Jewel Schumacher stuff. Uh, I know that this movie is more ridiculous than than either of his two movies. <laughs> yeah, looking back on it now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, less neon though, less neon, less nipples. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my number one. Is just the Pfeiffer and Devito here. Um, you know, just as an aside, like there's some cool um, trivia. Maybe some of it's maybe apocryphal, like where she really does put the bird in her mouth, that kind of stuff. But there's a there's a super cool video of her, um, like of the filming of that shot when she's in the the mall uh, or the department store and she's whipping off the heads of the dummies. Um, oh, yeah. And she does it all on like one take, like uh, where she comes up, does her thing, does a little skip. Um, and that's the what was planned before they cut to the next thing. And she, yeah, she she does it all like in one take. And like everybody's like clapping for her because it was like, OK, I guess we can move on now. <laughs> like, yeah, <that's> awesome. <laughs> we set up this whole thing, you know, should have taken hours and she just knocks it right out. Um, I, I always find that stuff fascinating. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, my number one. Okay, uh, my number one is I love the look of this movie. <laughs> so the thing that Scott hates, uh, I just I felt very charming. All the snow, all the quaintness, and the first one's like this too. I mean, there's the steps of Gotham Courthouse, and there's like twenty people outside. Right, like it's, right, it's always, right, right. These two movies yeah. have always been small, so I just for this world that Tim Burton created, I actually like. It. I think it looks it works well. Um, and I, I that was I enjoyed that the most out of anything in this movie. The, the, so. Well, the first one at least had the the parade to give you an idea of like how many people were actually in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I can't really argue with what you're saying, Jeff. Like, it, it definitely was going for a look. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, uh, the CD playback of the Penguin. <laughs> 
yeah, the CD player has the bat signal on it and everything. And then, because it's fucking 1992, <laughs> and CDs, CDs don't work this way, kids. <laughs> we don't even know what a CD is. Uh, you can't just put your finger on a CD and start scratching it like a record. <laughs> that fucking floored me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, they're doing some cool stuff with the Batmobile here, which I don't think we really talked about. I really, yeah, really yeah. like the the thing. It was very simple, where it has its own uh, like lift. So oh yeah, to turn one. Yeah, so he just like does a lift and then turns around. I'm like, ah, that's actually very practical. <laughs> and you can see how that would be useful. Um, so that was cool when. <laughs> He pops off the side to make the car slimmer so he can get through like the narrow alleyway. Um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I think that was like a, a big money shot. Like I think I remember that from the marketing. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like a bat cycle type of thing. Yeah. yeah it was, that was it's cool, cool that they, they featured that. We got to see the, uh, got to talk about toys. We got to see the bat boat hydrofoil. I don't know what the hell it was called. Oh, yeah. The sewer shark. <laughs> sewer shark. Sega CD. Um, so yeah, we got to see um, some some of the vehicles here. Guys, we got to see the bat jet in the first one. This time we got to see the, again, the bat hydrofoil, whatever the hell it was called. Mm-hmm. Bat boat. Bat boat. What about the pussy jokes in this kid's movie? There yeah, are a lot Jesus of Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was yeah. Thinking, yeah, that, um, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, one point, yeah, Christopher Walken leans in and tells him, "Like, you you could be like respected. You could go this. You get like people looking for you. You get all the poontang you want. Like, yeah, like pulling on my collar. <laughs> also, that just feels out of place in a Dang. Batman movie. The word poontang. Yeah, like any Batman movie." I don't care who's hey, leave it. Leave that word in South Park where yeah. it belongs, please. Yeah. It's a fucking poon tag. <laughs> Can't wait to go on shore leave. You can be, you be hunting slash like yeah, some, yeah, or commando. Yeah, some of the some of the dialogue is a little weird. Like, kind of dated itself at one point. Penguin talks about how his parents freaked out. Like, I don't know. If that was supposed to be a reference of, of him being a freak, but that, that was definitely a parlance of the nineties. <laughs> to freak out I don't know it's yeah. still a thing but it's felt out of place in like the weird blend of 1950s slash 1990s that was the Batman yeah, Returns the Gotham <laughs> the, the Burton Batman universe yeah yeah alright well let's rate it as usual we rate on a scale of 1 to 7 1 being garbage 7 being perfection Alex what'd you get this I'm gonna give this a 3 uh, wow! Yeah, it, would, it it didn't hold my attention for a lot of the movie. Uh, I did look up from my phone every once in a while to see some of the the highlights, the the Batmobile turning into the cycle. I missed some of the Batboat. So yeah, it, I was just maybe I'm not in the right headspace because we recently introduced our kids to like Tim Burton stuff. So we've seen Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands, and of course Nightmare Before Christmas. So maybe I'm a little bit burnt Charlie, out. Charlie, the Chocolate like, Factory. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You're yeah. burnt it out. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> much like uh, we all were, like in the in the early to mid '90s. After this came out, it's like, ugh, okay, this is the Burton thing. I get it. So, it's a three for me. Okay, Scott. 
Um, I still give this a four. Um, none of us mentioned it, but one of the things is, as usual, this movie's way too long. Um, yep. It plays into what you were just talking about, Alex. Uh, I do like that they're taking a big swing here with a lot of this stuff. They're letting you know some actors chew on scenery, which I always appreciate. Um, yep. I think the biggest knock against this whole thing is just there's like no, barely a plot in this movie. Um, maybe maybe that's what it really needed. Like, so like there was kind of jumping from scene to scene to let these people be weird. Um, yeah. it didn't quite all hold together. So yeah, four. All right, I give it a two. I I, I absolutely hated this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, not much to say about it other than it's. I guess it's not Batman and Robin, but um, like I've always stated, and I got a flag for it that Batman Forever is better than this. Um, now I haven't seen Batman and Forever in a while, but at the time after seeing both of them, I liked that one better. And let's not say that's good. I just liked it better. So maybe okay. we'll do Batman Forever in the next year or so, and we can compare. But. Uh, yeah. That one that one's Kilmer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Seal. Okay. And Seal. And you too. <laughs> and Jim Carrey yeah. going over. Talk about chewing scenery. You have Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and Tommy Lee Jones, even more chewing scenery. And then Yeah, Batman Returns. No real like big numbers. There's no yeah. Prince wasn't in there. Yeah, I don't even remember anything about Prince stuff. No, it had the two big singles. It had uh, Seal, Touch, Kissed by a Rose, or Touched by a Rose, and then the U2 song. I think you mean Batman and Robin, Alex. Or did you mean that one? No, in Batman Returns, there's nothing like that. Oh, and this, yeah, this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there there was was a Rick James song where they're in the party, which felt wildly out of place. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll save that for when we do Batman Forever. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time for a crossover, which is what, Alex? Our top five weirdest <laughs> superhero slash villain origin stories. Oof, boy. I had a really tough time I, with so this. So did I. So Yeah, I because there's pre- like, oh, generally a lot of them have some weird ones, but there's some really ones that are out there. So I, I stayed away from like comic book stuff because it's just too obscure and I, I haven't read it, uh, but. I, I, what my point is, I have a standing uh, judges will allow it on this one. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you're all gonna need it. Maybe. Okay, all right. Well, well, Alex, what's your number five? Yeah, my number five is I. It, it is so fucking weird that, and we try not to do this, but it's so fucking weird that I couldn't leave off Catwoman from. Batman Returns. It's just, it's way too bizarre. The cat was licking her inner mouth. Gross. And what did they do? Did she put some cat food or something inside her mouth to get her to do that? That's true. I didn't know she put a real bird in her mouth, too. It's like, Jeebus, Pfeiffer. Yeah, she's committed. Yeah. Yeah, they must have. Crying's not going to help unless your, your tears taste like dog food. <laughs> yeah. So, unless you want to sit here and chant dog food. Yeah, they must have smeared like catnip or something all over it to make the cat sound. Yeah. Weird. Oh, I agree. And uh, A, there was, I know I'm skipping Ed Scott here, but my number five is Catwoman as well. A, because it is so fucking weird. And B, I couldn't come up with anything else. So, therefore, it's made my top five list here. <laughs> Comes back like a zombie, repeating her whole day again. Drinking a shitload of milk like she's a McPoyle. 
She never closes the door to her apartment, which was bugging the shit out of me, too, by the way. <laughs> well, zombie. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. Scott, what's your number five? All right. Going way off the beaten path here. Um, All right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I've talked about them before. Ninja Sex Party. Um, yeah. They, they have a song called Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> Damn it. Wherein the, the, the oh, hero man, of protagonist, Danny Sexbang, um, is struck in the balls by lightning um, and uh, gives his ball superpower. And this is all explained during the song. Um, mm-hmm. He buys a unitard and a cape for his balls and he goes out and fights crime. And the one ball is thunder and one's lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. See, but but the thing in that didn't actually not to spoil yeah, no, the spoiler spoil territory the song. for the yeah, song. Spoil this song. Okay, that's right. Okay, we won't spoil <laughs> yeah. the song. Uh, yeah, thunder and lightning. If yeah, yeah, listen to the, go listen the, to the, a sex party. Go, yeah, yeah, give it a song. Give it a listen. Yeah. And even the video is all stop motion clip. Oh, I haven't seen. Really I haven't seen the video for it. Oh, check it oh out. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, my, my number five was Catwoman. So back to Alex. Number four. Mm-hmm. My number four is uh, a classic X Men character, Psylocke. You guys remember Psylocke? Mm-hmm. So I know it, it's the word. I thought we said I ha- no mutants. No, I, it, this is a special case. I have a couple of mutants here because <laughs> it's not that her it it it's not her or the origins of her powers. It's the origin of the character, right? So Psylocke does have some. Uh, she uh, her, her name is Betsy Braddock. Her real name. She has some psychic telekinetic powers and stuff, but she body swaps with uh, a Japanese assassin which which is what gives her her ninja powers but now the the other ninja assassin also has her telekinetic abilities and stuff and then they go on like that for I don't know how many years until they meet up again they do some team-ups or something they're essentially you know sharing minds and then they switch back bodies and now she is Captain Britain her her, her story is convoluted even for like deep Marvel cuts <laughs> yeah it's just like, shh, jeebus H. There it is, Psylocke. <laughs> okay. Uh, Scott, number four. Number four um, is a from a singular episode of Futurama. Um, everybody is given a, like an extra tax return, a stimulus check by, by President Nixon. <laughs> and the whole episode is how they spend like this hundred bucks in the future. And uh, what Fry does throughout the entire episode is he just buys like dollar cups of coffee. Um, so you're just constantly seeing him drink it um, until spoilers, uh, until the end of the episode. Um, you know, to this whole point, he hasn't really done anything other than drink coffee in the background. He drinks his hundredth cup of coffee because they're keeping track um, during the episode. And he gains like, like power over time itself. <laughs> and he basically saves a bunch of people from a burning building because he's like moving faster than like uh, he, he's basically like um, Quicksilver in the in the X-Men movies um, I know we wouldn't say anything about mutants <laughs> but um, and yeah he just saves everybody That's fine. Well, up until this point he's like super twitchy from all the caffeine and then he, he drinks this 100th and all of a sudden this like orange glow comes over him becomes serene and he does all this stuff but it's layers uh that's number four. All right. Um, 
Yeah, my list, if I haven't said already, is crap. And uh, I, there's, <laughs> there are a lot of combo characters I don't know about that I'm sure are weird. But I'm just going based off of movies and stuff that I've watched. And I kind of already mentioned this earlier. It's Two-Face, Harvey Dent. I hate his turn in The Dark Knight. I think they set up the whole movie about him being one thing. And then he just instantly flips. And just why he would blame... Batman and the cops for the decision that the impossible decision that the Joker put them in. Like, I don't, I just, it bugged me. And then just have his, all of a sudden he's doing this half thing. Cause half is okay. Fine. I get how half his face is burnt. I get still that whole half and coin flipping thing. Uh, I, it always bugged me. Cause that movie is so damn good. And that part always is, has bugged me. So hmm. there it is. Right. Right. <laughs> also the stupidest scene ever is when the joker comes in as a nurse with the face mask on and he doesn't realize it's the joker until he takes the mask off oh my god that's like bugs bunny cartoon that's bugs bunny cartoon level shit right there oh i love that hi <laughs> um all right uh alex number three uh my number three is another character from the x-men called Onslaught. And this guy is a a, Joe character. Yeah, I know. But this guy is a psychic physical manifestation of that one time where Professor X and Magneto melded minds. No, in their mind. They mind melded. And then Magneto, I guess, tried to use that as an advantage to take over Charles's brain and take him out. But then it resulted Charles. into onslaught? Question mark. So, uh, this is onslaught's weird. onslaught's omega level. <laughs> yeah, probably, I don't know. No, he is. So is Magneto. You know who isn't omega level? Professor, Professor X. X. <laughs> what a chump! Gene Gray is right. Gene Gene Gray is. Um, Iceman is for some fucking reason. Uh, that's so stupid. I think, I think Storm is but, Toad. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Toad. Like, that yep. is basically anybody that can destroy the entire planet, like on their own. Yeah. Meg from Family Guy. <laughs> With the nails. With the nails. <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. Uh my number three is uh is Jizzmaster Zero from Orgasmo. Oh, God damn it. So you're naming some good ones. So we don't really see what his new powers are going to be. We just know how he got them because it happens at the very end of the movie. Uh, but the orgasmo ray um, has been used, overly used on Max. What What's the character's name, Alex? Help me out here. Max. Uh, like Max Fleischer. Something, something like that. Like but uh, to the point where he's he's effectively like... A eunuch, I guess, is the joke. Yeah, he come, he becomes neutered man, ne- not neutered Master Zero. Well, that's right. The villain. No, I thought no because Jizz Master Zero is like the villain that they use for the for the porn movies, and that's the name he takes on. By the way, no, it's neutered man. Yeah, because he, his orgasmorator doesn't work on neutered man when they were doing the sequel. Oh well, I mean his name, but, but his like name might still be. At any rate, like. We see a villain yeah, at the end. Here comes neutered man, and that was the okay, last line of the okay, movie. Okay, yeah. And then we get then we get one of the greatest songs ever. 
to end a movie. <laughs> I want to know the origin story of uh, uh, what is it, Sancho? What's his deal? Yeah. <laughs> and Alex, shame on you, Flax, Max Fleischer. You should know this, Mister Animator. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I thought you were just making a joke. Alex. Superman and Popeye and all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, we're on to my number three. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, my number three is, is it took three movies to give the origin story of um, of Darth Vader. And it's he, <laughs> yeah. for some reason, he just, you know, he invented Clarence and he cuts off a. Uh, cool, what's his face? Dooku. Samuel Jackson's arm. He goes, what have I done? <laughs> and then you are now Darth Vader. Okay. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. How do I, I reach get some Darth Vader now? How do I reach these younglings? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. My master. <laughs> what have I done? Now I will go kill all the kids. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil. So mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. My number two is uh, Lex Luthor. (laughs) He hates Superman so much because he blames Superman for being bald. (laughs) This is one of those Silver Age explanations where um, uh, at the time, Superboy uh, saved uh, Lex Luthor's life and then they became friends. Uh, a little bit, so Superboy decided to build, uh, help him build a lab, a state-of-the-art lab at the time, and uh, Lex Luthor was working on some experiments and something went wrong and it caught on fire, so Superboy goes over there, saves his life, but <laughs> some of the chemicals from one of the experiments it, it got loose or exploded, and now Lex Luthor's bald. And because even though Superboy saved his life, because he went bald and didn't save his hair on time, he hates him for life. Makes sense. <laughs> Isn't it like maybe it was Lois and Clark where he basically was radiation poisoning from being around the kryptonite too long? Kryptonite. Yes. Is that is that like much more plausible? Is that the standard reason or is he just bald? I think now it's just that he's bald. Like there's no yeah. real explanation. By the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lex Luthor saved Superboy from Kryptonite, and that's why Superboy helped him build his lab. But anyways, yeah. He went bald because of his own fault with one of his experiments and blamed Superboy. And now he hates him for life. Was Lex Luthor in uh, Osin Clark? He was yeah. in the early seasons, yeah. He was like the main well, villain, obviously. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Uh, or number two. Number two. So I do have a mutant here, uh, but not of the Marvel variety. Uh, more of the trauma variety, and that would be Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Toxy, Toxy. Yeah. Uh, a janitor who <laughs> gets hit with toxic waste and becomes an Avenger. It's all in the name, mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger. Shit, I gotta put that on my list. Uh, Part of me really wants to do do one of these from the podcast. Part of me, not so much. <laughs> I think I have Tromeo and Juliet on my list somewhere. Okay. I can tell you that I've seen Talks of Injury like once at a friend's house. And that was basically like the first sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. 
Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the mop. He's like very Spadowski with that thing. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. I don't know which one it was, but I just remember like, oh, okay, that's how that happens. <laughs> that's how that happens. Started, the saxophone just starts randomly playing, and then. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, we're on my number two, and it says. I could barely remember this, but I'm running out of ideas here. This is Electro falling into a fish tank of like electric eels in Spider-Man. Yeah, that's that's at least too dumb. Definitely dumb. <laughs> this is when the Spider-Man movies got they were they were bordering on this Batman Returns, uh, Batman Forever stuff. Like his character, nerdy, and like he was very Jim Carrey at like yeah, Edward yeah, Nima and Batman Forever. Very much a page out of that book. Yeah. Like, oh, I gotta do this, and the power comes out. I'll send me up there, and oh, I'm gonna. F- oh, it was so fucking stupid. So, Freud <laughs> <Brian> Levin. <laughs> when we get out of here, those monkeys are going to pay. <laughs> my number one is from one of my favorite cartoons of all time, which is Invader Zim. And <laughs> this is the sad, sad tale of Chickenfoot. <laughs> Just one of the greatest jokes. In, in that series but this is a guy that was a mascot for a fast uh, chicken restaurant and one day he was going to go make his lunch in the microwave and the microwave spazzes out and like explodes because he left some metal in there and then he looks at himself in the mirror but he's still wearing the chicken suit so he thinks he is chicken foot now he's this deranged monster and he goes around at night eating people's garbage <laughs> oh my gosh and one of the greatest lines is that uh, one of the characters is trying to convince him that, no, you're just inside of a suit. Everything is fine. You can take off the suit whenever you want. But he doesn't believe him. <laughs> he just goes, chicken foot. <laughs> you're not a monster. You're just stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you watched uh, Vader Zim with the boys? No, I haven't yet. I think they're old enough to appreciate okay. the jokes. I made it myself. Why was there bacon in the soap? All right, Scott. Yeah. All right, my number one. Yeah, (laughs) go ahead, Scott. Uh, What's your number? My number one is Kung Fury, uh, where he gets his powers of kung fu when he's simultaneously struck by lightning (laughs) and bitten by a cobra at the same time. God damn it! I should have known this. Uh, that wasn't what just one cobra. I forget. <laughs> it was one cobra. It was several, several cobras. Again. Yeah, I don't remember. I haven't, I haven't actually watched the thing in a while, but yeah. If, if nobody's ever seen Kung Fury, you can look it up on YouTube. I, I, I think still. Um, yeah. It's like, when the heck is the late. big budget one coming out? Damn it! Uh, but it's less than a half hour, and there's also a companion music video with the the Hoff singing. So it's a win-win. It's Kung Fury, my number one. All right, and my number one is um, Spider-Man. I just think of all the weird Stanley steps being bit by a radioactive spire and giving you powers. I think it's pretty fucking weird. Yes. If I think of of all the Batman origin stories, Superman, those all kind of make sense to me in this one, which I guess the DC ones are a little bit different, but yeah, it's being bit by a toxic spider, and now I'm Spider-Man, so. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Which they haven't told that. I mean, in all the Tom Holland movies, they like haven't explained it at all. I think in passing, he's talking to his friend. I got bit by a spider or something. That's true. Like that's, yeah, they've never mm-hmm. actually done the origin. I do story. like that they <laughs> skipped it because it's like, yeah, the last one has been like we know, <laughs> we know. Yeah, it's not showing the Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed every sure, single sure. movie. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, Kung Fury. Since we're talking about it. King Fury 2 comes out next oh, year. Cool. And it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the president. <laughs> I had no idea about that. I mean, so I was like, yeah. Oh, how how fucking rad would it be to have a feature length film that was only like 45 minutes long? I would still I, awesome. I would still pay like whatever the normal price was. Like I wouldn't I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. I mean, obviously I'm gonna pay whatever yeah. they're gonna charge you if I want to go see it, but um yeah, it would be cool. Mm-hmm. Especially if it had Triceracops. I mean, it has to. <laughs> All right. With that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex and I like sports. Not so much sports today. Sports why, why, why is that, Alex? I'm, I'm too sad. Too sad. Oh, Mexico's been eliminated from the World Cup group stage. And that hasn't happened since, like, the fucking 70s. L, L Tree was eliminated. Uh, shut up. I was rooting for El Tree. I was rooting for Mexico. I really was. I, know. I really was. I, I just want to get that dumb pun out of the way. Oh my gosh! It's like they won the game decisively, but they needed at least one more goal for the mathematics to work out yep. in the group stage elimination. They needed, a, yeah, they needed three goal differential. And the other thing was, is even if they did, if they only wind up with two, they still would have been out because they were down on penalties. Yeah, yeah, it's like who had the the better sportsman like conduct record. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh uh, well, I don't think it's gonna be Mexico. It's weird. Like the the whole draw stage is very weird if you don't know like what what's going on with it because it's not like mm-hmm. you just look at wins and losses and just know like who's going on. But, uh, yeah, that sucks. that Mexico's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I gotta say, <laughs> Landon Donovan was pretty sassy <laughs> when he was commentating that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about how, oh, yeah, some of the, you know, some of the balls feel different. A lot of players are, you know, not used to how the ball flies after it kicks and everything. And Landon's like, yeah, it's funny how only the players that haven't scored goals are complaining about that. <laughs> oh, snap. Damn. So, yeah, he had some, he had some sass on him today. Uh, poor, poor right. Archie. Poor, poor Dato Martin. He might be dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Um, so uh, two things that tie in directly to what we were just talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think I'll start with the, the Burton end of things. Uh, speaking of Tim Burton. Uh, He's making a soccer movie? Yes. <laughs> How did you know? Um, he, so on Netflix, the Adams Family, uh, loosely based on it, uh, Wednesday is is out and I've watched a few episodes and it's a lot of fun. Um they take a lot of liberties with like the the world and the the setting. Um they basically added a lot of like like magical superstitious bullshit um into mm-hmm. it because you know everything has to be Harry Potter now. Uh so so right. now they're they're like really are like werewolves and um, like sirens and people that are like Medusas and stuff and like in a school setting and 
it's like okay uh, it's not just the Adams. Yeah, well, to, to be fair, like there always was the supernatural tinge to the to the Adams family stuff, but not to this level. Um, that said, it's still fun. Uh, the 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 girl that plays Wednesday um, is 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 pretty good. Um, still not as good as um, God. Blanken. Uh, Christina thank Ricci. You. Thank you, God. Uh, Christina Ricci, who's also on the show, on the show as a completely different character. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun seeing Luis Guzman and Catherine Zeta-Jones as, as Gomez and Morticia. Um, although they're, they're not in the, the show a whole lot. Um, you know, the stuff they're doing with the thing is a lot of fun, um, features prominently, uh, this is actually a really fun character for someone who can't speak, uh, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It's fun. There's a lot of like Tim Burtonisms in it. If you if you're looking closely, uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. I like recommend mm-hmm. it. Um, it kind of dips its toes probably a bit too much into like the the CWYA territory, um, but it's still still fun watch. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about is with FIFA. Um, I continue to watch the FIFA, FIFA documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. and it's just, it's anger porn. Like I just get more and more angry <laughs> as, as the documentary goes on. Like each episode goes on like on the fourth one now. Um, I not, not a whole lot of new things to add here uh, from the last time I, I mentioned this, you know, they're all just such scumbags. Um, but finally getting to the point where people are starting to get their comeuppance. Um, yeah, uh, you know, people getting arrested, getting flipped by the FBI. Um, that stuff mm. is kind of tasty. <laughs> um, where, you know, they they basically the FBI busted like a couple people and were like, "Yeah, you're, we're, you're gonna rat on everybody else. You're gonna wear wire." And like the people are like, "No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to." And they'll be like, "No, you fucking are. <laughs> you're gonna do whatever we tell you to do." Um, so. Uh, like that, that part of it's good, but uh, yeah, it just oh, it makes me mad. Uh, again, spoilers: FIFA was ridiculously corrupt. Um, was I'm sure it's I'm sure there's still a lot of issues with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, you know, I, I can't I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy that's the head of FIFA now, um, you know, basically saying that FIFA is responsible for like these human rights improvements in Qatar. It's like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is not, that's not even remotely true. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's such a weird thing because there's nothing quite like, there's there's no analog to FIFA. Because um, everything else is a lot more insular to like wherever it is it's happening, like Major League Baseball or Japanese Baseball League, whatever, like the different baseball leagues, for example, like. There's no like mm-hmm. master governing body for it. Um, you know, there's, the Olympics. There's kind of the Olympics. There's kind of the World Baseball Classic now, um, but it's not. It's not nearly the the same thing. Um, where you know, there's so much monetization going on for a supposedly nonprofit organization. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I could go on and on about this, but uh, I do recommend it if you want to be angry. <laughs> if you feel like doom scrolling reddit isn't enough uh you can hop on netflix and watch the fifa documentary um uh moving on here 
uh, to lighter things. Uh, I I snuck out to see Wakanda Forever last week. Noise, um, and I enjoyed it. Um, I think in in this phase, um, I think I, I I enjoyed Doctor Strange and Shang Chi more. Um, but I, I did enjoy this. Um, mm-hmm. I think without spoiling anything, I, th- I think it's the movie's a really good send off to Chadwick Boseman. Um, so uh, yeah, I think Jeff, you said you you enjoyed it as well. I liked it, but it's, it's everything in this phase has been like okay, I liked it. I yeah. don't know if I had ever need to see it again. Yeah, there, there was some so. like there were a few problems I had with with it uh, without again spoiling anything, but uh, I still still do recommend it. Um, I, I I definitely love like all the Wakanda stuff. Like the like, I, I wish more of the movie had taken place there. Like at, at least with the first Black Panther, when they left, they were like going to like more exotic locations. Here, when they leave, they're like, oh, they're on a street like outside of like New Jersey. And it's like who cares? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't, mm. you know, like like. You need to be like more exotic with it, or, or stay in Wakanda. Because again, like all those, like obviously it's all CG, but it still looks so cool. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Wakanda Forever, and finally a, a trailer dropped today um, for something that's based on a true story uh, for this movie called Cocaine Bear. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure based loosely on it, but. Uh, I forget where it happened exactly. Maybe it was in Kentucky, but uh, a bear got into a bunch of cocaine, <laughs> like, uh, like basically died like two days later. Um, you know, like I think I saw this, seen this story pop up a couple times on Reddit, uh, but like some funny comments about how like for like twenty four hours this bear was like the, the deadliest predator on. <laughs> like land predator on the planet um but uh yeah so for this movie it's kind of the same thing a bear gets into a bunch of coke and instead of uh like just dying a couple of days later it becomes a massive like coke fiend and starts just murdering people and then search for coke <laughs> and uh i'm in i'm i'm so uh <laughs> So yeah, if if you yeah. want to see something that that'll put a smile, right? There's some warning. There's some uh, there's some blood and gore in the trailer, uh, but uh, well, cocaine yeah. bear. Well, go ahead and look up cocaine bear. Um, and it's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, uh, color me impressed. I think this is Ray Liotta's last movie, at least the last one that's going to be Ray, Ray, Ray Bonita. Bonita. Yeah, because <laughs> he's in it, uh, but. Uh, yeah, um, now that I've talked about Cocaine Bear, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Uh, yeah, recently I watched Hardcore Henry, which is on Netflix. Uh, I don't think you should watch it, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, do, is, I don't think I could hang. Yeah, if you've got motion sickness problems, it, this movie is all first person. Uh, it's all um, a lot of parkour, a lot of moving, uh, speechless. Uh, a silent protagonist and everything and it's really cool it's a very good action movie but some of the stuff had even i was rolling a little bit but it was great it had uh what's his face from district nine um 
I always forget his name. It's South African. South Africa. Weird guy. Uh, Murdoch. But yeah, I think um. you. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was the big name in that movie, and he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's a cool movie. If you don't have any motion sickness problems, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Charlito oh, Sh- Sh- uh, Copley. No yeah. wonder you couldn't remember that name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, interesting story. A good experiment, I would say. So they they almost, I think, almost pull it off a full feature film in first person. It's pretty cool. Um, what else? Still on, <laughs> still on Elden Ring. Oh my gosh! I think I beat the uh, the the one boss lady that uh, let me solo her. That guy helps out people with. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Not really, but you guys know about let me solo her. I heard the name. So, so in the, yeah, in these games, uh, you can ask other players to pretty much help you if you're having a tough time with the boss, right? So this guy, and you can pick, you know, you can name your character whatever you want, and it shows up when you're uh, asking for help, pretty much. And when you uh, when you ask for help, you can see like the other person's avatar. And this guy's dressed in nothing but underwear, two katana swords, and he's got a big like cauldron on his head as a helmet. Okay. And his name is Let Me Solo Her. <laughs> and uh, you summon him, and and then he goes in there, and he just fights this incredibly tough boss. Like this is like towards the end level. It's a secret. It's uh, uh, an optional boss. It's she's super hard and he insists on letting him fight this boss just alone. Uh, if you if you're lucky enough to have uh, summoned him to help you out and he became like a legend, like so much so that um, the developers sent him like a certificate for being such a good guy and helping so many other players beat this boss. They sent him an actual sword engraved with like Elden Ring <laughs> on it. Science like gave him an award for just being a, a good guy online, so it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, I managed to beat that boss after many tries, <laughs> many many tries with with help. Um, but I did not get let me solo her, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that's it for this week. All right, uh, Jeff, yeah. anything you want to go over? Excuse me. I finished Andor. It's oh, I finished Andor too. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. So fucking good. Uh, yeah. Scott, have you watched it yet? I haven't or no? watched a single episode. All right, so you better get on it soon because I want to do an episode on it. Um, now, it's by no, far we'll the best. Lines. It's the by far the best Star Wars thing that's come out in the Disney era. Uh, you know, yes. nice, along with Rogue One, but I think it's even better than Rogue One because you're getting character development and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 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 So really good. If you haven't watched it yet, folks, give it a try. If you haven't liked most of the stuff, just give us a try. Uh, don't expect big space battles. Don't expect lightsabers. But just expect character development yeah. and like, in the Star Wars yeah. world. Everything I've wanted from Star Wars for years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. Just, I mean, there's literally no Star Wars. I mean, there is, but it's very rare. Oh, it's a stormtrooper. You're actually shocked when you actually see a stormtrooper or something or a single TIE fighter. It's not the Death Star or whatever. It's it's just really good. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, oh, well, there's that one episode where Andor learns that he's force sensitive. <laughs> no, <it doesn't> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> um, what else have I watched? <laughs> I, today, since I've been sick, I've been watching a lot of TV. I keep seeing that FIFA thing. I just don't want to watch it. Um, 
But I have been watching. I did watch the Red, the Redeem Team documentary about the 2008 Olympic bat, men's basketball team. That was pretty good. Um, seeing stuff with Kobe is kind of sad because they, they do it on purpose. They, every, almost every behind the scenes shot is him with his daughter and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. But then on top of that, a new Shaq documentary has come out. So I've been watching that. There's a guy um, in the U.S. soccer team named Shaq Moore. But Shaq is his first name. Anyway. Speaking of the... There's like the kid Wea. Did his dad or someone else play in soccer before? Or no? They talked about... Is his it, first name Killer? They, they talk about... <laughs> they they talk about his parents at some point. Um, there's somebody... Yeah, somebody that had to do with soccer. But there's another guy too on the team... Um, also, that played for the U.S. team, I think, or Mexico, one of the two. But the name Way just sounded familiar to me. Um, I think that's it. Mainly, I was just it was Andor. Um, yeah, I kind of got lucky there, or not lucky, spoiled with Game of Thrones, Rings of Power, and Andor. Now there's nothing on, so mm-hmm. what am I gonna do? Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> it's still good. All right, that's all I got. So I think we're good. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.